This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This level of foolishness and joy. Losers, in other words. Now watch it dry. Great ass! Damn Back in a huge way. Listen, Marvel's flopping. You know who they need to add to the MCU? A little jambalaya. <laughs> a little Cajun spice. <laughs> in the form of a little old man baby named Benjamin Button. <laughs> Imagine that. Brie Larson, you know, fights the bad guys and then post credit scene. She's chilling in the spaceship. Yeah. And, uh, a little thing starts hobbling up to her. I think I could help you. <laughs> I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've always said Marvel movies need to be longer. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. It should all be the length of Benjamin Button. Benjamin yeah. Button, the original long movie. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Button, the original <laughs> long movie. Yeah. That's how they the teach it. Movie. <laughs> Jossie, let me ask you this. I'm sorry, I'm already speaking your name. <laughs> well, hang on. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> I'm, Ke- I'm, I'm Kevin. Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have good Christian, <laughs> Christian Fun. Pop culture, uh, yeah, Christian pop culture podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture and the music, the movies, and entertainment made for made by Christians. We're not here to make fun of you to make you go to church. We're just here to have good Christian fun. Episode three hundred and two, and uh, we're talking about the Starling Girl. And Caroline, you have a question for Jossie. Yeah. Um, was Benjamin Button a culture shifting movement in your life or no? Um, Benjamin Button. Uh, <laughs> The way I remember it is that I I rented it. No, my parents rented it on Redbox. It was like one of our first oh, Redbox yeah. movies. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it since we have the DVD. And I tried to watch it with my mock trial team. And we got too bored. <laughs> we got too <gasps> bored and just kind of zoned out. But we didn't stop playing it. So we just talked over basically okay. the whole thing. And then did you ever go back and rewatch it? And no. Like, no, I need to. Absorb I, Benjamin Button? I wow. would say I'm due to, but I'm... You never buttoned up. If I'm honest, I'm not sure if I want to button mm-hmm. up. I'm not sure. I'm not called to button up. You're unbuttoned right, right. I'm unbuttoned. 
You ever do half your buttons? No, that'd be insane. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Was it culturally shifting for I you? I feel like it was for everyone, but then I was made to feel crazy to say Caroline that. Caroline thinks it was like the Beatles doing Ed Solo. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> the People still about talk about Benjamin Button. I was just listening to <laughs> People Britney Spears, oh, The Woman and Me. She, you know who she name checks? Benjamin Button. Actually? Yes. She's like, I felt like I was Benjamin Button. I was like, there it is. It <laughs> really, awesome. it left a mark. Benjamin Button. It's fun to say. It's, it's like a, it's the the baby that was born old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ba- I mean, the baby that was born old and died young. That's beautiful. Based on an F. Died, Scott Fitzgerald short story, he died a little baby, which is horrifying. Yeah. The last act of that movie is. Horrible. Yeah. I don't think they thought ahead of what they no. would have to do at the end when they started doing that yeah. movie. Because they're they like, old baby, hilarious. And yeah. we got Brad Pitt. Incredible. <laughs> we got Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt <laughs> on the voice. And then they didn't think, oh, at the end of that, he's an old baby. That's and dying. He's in love. And he's in love and he's with dying. An old woman. Well, do you remember how it ends, truly? <laughs> do you truly remember how it Is ends? Brad Pitt you already brought superimposed this up. Yeah. on a infant no. CGI body no because literally because they ran out of money <laughs> but it is what they said it's like we were gonna do it but we ran no. out of money they would have the money if this was a Marvel movie <laughs> <laughs> maybe not anymore <laughs> but it ends with this child having dementia he has dementia as a little boy and then a toddler and then an infant and his ex-girlfriend is caring for him <laughs> so what's a baby with dementia <laughs> like <laughs> Also, is that very different from a baby normally? That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the thing, right? Where's my I'm toy? not eating that. Like, you know, that's a scene in it. It's terrifying. Always losing their shoes. I, I just, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll give this little <laughs> Fincher joint a second look. It's worth it. I think it's worth it. It's strange. The, but. You know, the middle is just a real sweet spot, though. Oh, They're that's the same yeah. age. Because it's just two hot people Pitt, being hot. in love and... Perfect. Riding yeah. around on a motorcycle. And then, but here's the thing: it's Benjamin Button, so you have to yeah. move forward it's not to that get terrible better. conclusion. <laughs> if you had to program a double feature night with Benjamin Button and something else, what would you do? I have my answer. Mm. I my, feel like big is a natural pairing, sure. but it might be a little redundant. Oh. Yeah. I got another three-letter movie for you: old pig. Oh. <laughs> pig. <laughs> Pig, big, 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 now, big, 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 big double feature. Oh my gosh. A triple feature, big old pig. Oh my god, big old Big pig, pig old blonde. <laughs> Quadruple feature. Big man. old blonde pig. Big, big old Priscilla. <laughs> big old blonde pig Priscilla. Woo! Oh, and on that note, we need to introduce our guests. Friends and folks, you may remember her from a few years ago. Last time she was on the podcast, talking about the eyes of Tammy Faye. Whoa! And from Crooked Media, give it the hell up for Jossie Kaufman. Wow, hello. Welcome back. Hello, main feed. Hello. Was, I can't believe it's been two years. I forgot that we did Eyes of Tammy Faye on the main feed, but... Yeah, dude. Love her. And that was episode her. 200 of this podcast, Caroline. Oh, yes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. wow. Yeah. What a way to celebrate. And then, of course, you did the holiday song draft with us last year. That was a blast. Which Crushed. we should do again, but yes. not with songs, maybe with something else. Bring it back. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's bring it back. If you want more Jossie, 
you have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you get Jossie for free. Um, and See you on Patreon. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about big old blonde for a <laughs> Big old blonde <laughs> I feel like you're going to have that as a party. And you're like going to go all the way. Yeah, and yeah. everyone has to dress as their interpretation. <laughs> big old blonde Start pig. Start with big is great. That's yeah. a high point. Old, you that's keep the fun. momentum going. I feel blonde. Like, yeah, blonde. <laughs> that's a that's a seed emptier. That's that'll that's, chase them out. That's where everyone goes to talk, and then pig, pig. It's like you might it's come back in. Yeah, like you actually are maybe rewarded for oh, sure. It out. Kind of wish you would have saved more brain cells for pig. But <laughs> pig is good. Pig is good. The ending of that movie is so good because it ends with a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, that's true. I'll cover of it. Check out my looks on Letterbox. It's uh. Movies that ended Brisbane. <laughs> so. Oh shit! The boss has last word. You know what? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume Four, Volume Three, excuse me, also ends in the Bruce Springsteen. Wow! Yeah. So. Make that list. This is a good list. Thanks, There's Caroline. Another good list is David Byrne or Talking Head songs because Dream Scenario ends on a Talking Head song. Oh, it sure does. And then we watched another movie that, and I don't remember the name of it, but there was two in a row that I watched that had outro talking head songs from this year old ends on uh this is not my beautiful house (laughs) once in a lifetime i don't i don't don't know what it ends i think it's just score (laughs) on the beach that makes you (laughs) it ends with when you were young by the killers (laughs) oh man i miss old oh i never (laughs) saw it for you you did it it's it's there for me it's so it'll be there i don't like seeing Shyamalan in theaters because he, that guy makes me nervous. I don't know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I yeah. have a great memory of seeing that movie in theaters. It was yeah. so fun. Old. It's a good movie that preys upon the fear of you're going to get old and <laughs> die one day. Classic. Your children dying, like God forbid, one of the worst things that could happen to a person is seeing their kids die. And then one day your parents are going to die. And that movie touches on all <laughs> of those things. And That's disease. Good. Maximalism. And disease. Disease. <laughs> <laughs> disease and sorry <laughs> hey man i'm old <laughs> being stuck on a beach with disease <laughs> <laughs> we're on our phone too much man <laughs> i mean <laughs> well if disease talked to benjamin button what would that work on your hour a well. different time <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how well you remember <laughs> benjamin but he's not like well, let me tell you a story. Hold, hit, hold on, hit that clip one more time. Okay, listen how he takes his time. Okay, hang on, I I will hit the clip. I'm I just a could. southern boy turning into a southern baby. I'm a baby. How old are you? Seven. But I look a lot older. Seven. Seven. But I look a lot older. And this this is the portion of the movie that I'll call Benjamin Button's Joe Biden era. Or, his, his skin is translucent. Yeah. His hair is wispy at best. Um, Got a little work done. Save <laughs> a lot. Shout it's out mostly to seven. CGI. Yeah. He's yeah. shouting out. Yeah, that's actually yeah, a See, it's Easter kind of egg. a yeah. reference yeah. For, yeah. Those, oh, yeah. for those who know. To another Fincher movie even. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Another Fincher. <laughs> Benjamin Button is Fincher full Pitt. of Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> if you're paying attention, you see the Pixar ball in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza Planet. Let's <laughs> get pizza. Yeah, Benjamin Button goes birthday. to Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that rocket ship. 
I watch the little alien. <laughs> watch my favorite movie. And then Benjamin nope. Button talks to the aliens. <laughs> the claw. The claw. <laughs> this movie's awesome. <laughs> See, there's but a lot wrong. there. It's all there for you whenever you want it. Benjamin Button and Owen. Okay. <laughs> And then we can, you know, we can watch it on Heaven is for Reels, where we can do whatever we want now, apparently. <laughs> we can do anything. We finally figured out the setup in here where we can watch it on the TV rather than hunching over a laptop. Ooh, much and then experience. funnel the audio through a thing. Okay. And then tech yeah. upgrade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin's We're, got all kinds of fresh wires. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's almost a Morgan Freeman the way you're doing yeah. it. Well, Probably. Kevin's got all sorts of fresh wires, I reckon. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Jocelyn, thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me Why back. do you think you were gone for so long? Uh, what do you think happened? <laughs> I think I got what soft canceled in our friend group. Mm. And, then, and then it became too risky to, to associate with me publicly, probably. Yeah. Soft canceled in a friend group. That would be tough. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like soft a nightmare. Because <laughs> soft canceled just within the friend group. It's not like you got soft canceled No, in it's life, like there's whispering. And it's reflecting the friend. It's just within yeah. this community. Yeah. It's yeah. the one that doesn't get no i think i've been spiritually seeking before i came back to have more good christian fun and what did you find in your spiritual journey so many cool things (laughs) like what (laughs) you're searching you're wandering your scientology era yeah yeah in my scientology era that was a lot of fun Mm. um (laughs) i'm trying to think of another just like godless thing in hollywood that i could have gotten cabal oh yeah yeah I feel like you genuinely go through eras of like you get interested in something. For oh a yeah, bit and then yeah, I'm unfortunately in my like um a personal finance book era right now, Let's hear which it. is a little Trumpy. Honestly. Wait, are you <laughs> a badass personally. with money? No, no. Dave Ramsey, much? I just oh god, <laughs> I've been into my library and I decided to check out an ebook of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I'm just like pouring over it like it's like this bizarre text and he's it's strange it's a strange personal finance books is not a warm place to be it's not a comforting place to be I am putting I'm alternating detective novels and personal finance books right now. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is me working through like fa- like dad problems uh, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. or like a masculine sure. wound or whatever. <laughs> if I take care of my money, then dad will feel this way about yeah, me. It's a yeah. thought I've had before. Yeah, certainly. maybe that's somewhere, but you know, children that aren't spanked by their fathers yes. will eventually resort to personal finance. Yeah, books. we'll yeah. spanked financially. We'll eventually <laughs> yeah, consider want- cryptocurrency. <laughs> There's a wound <laughs> financially that you create when you haven't been spanked yeah, that can only be uh, filled by board ape or some man until you stop buying coffee start buying no this. i like learning a lot about things and That's then cool. you know picking are you, and choosing are you using to any tips and tools no okay. not yeah. not not at this not at this you juncture. could talk about it i could talk about it yeah. i like to be like oh yeah it's about understanding the market right which i understand now 100%. you do yeah the market supply and demand etc uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yes i watched industry so oh yeah well then of, we're kind of peers in the field right, yeah. <laughs> if you watch industry you basically have a master's in finance i've pressed right. play on episode one of industry a few times <laughs> i will say I like that there was that movie fair play that came out a few months ago yeah on netflix taking place kind of within the same milieu 
mm-hmm. of finance and corporate There's something to be said. Intrigue. I like learning about things that scare me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of what, what, what that's been are about. Are you feeling less scared? Or are you feeling like, oh, I should have, I should have been more scared? Less scared. I feel less scared. <laughs> yeah. Cause that guy who wrote the book, he's been like sued a bunch lately. That's awesome. <laughs> he's really into crypto and telling people to buy gold bars. And oh, so damn. he is like, this is the guy. This is the guy. You're who, reading his book? I'm reading his book. Is he, con- for is free. he conservative <laughs> type? Yeah. He was like a big supporter of Trump in 2016. Sure. Is that where the gold stuff came from? Because gold stuff I, has been around. Gold stuff has been around. We went off the gold standard. We don't know where the gold in, is, I think 1971. <laughs> yeah, and that used to tie our dollar to a real value, mm-hmm. and now we're just kind of in a more up. free jazz era of we're the U.S. dollar. And there's like a, a a group that does believe, you know, eventually when our economy collapses, gold will be valuable again. Yes, yeah. So yeah. you got to bury it in your yard and yeah, keep it. Yeah. But wouldn't gold be worthless if the whole economy collapsed? Um, no, not. I, I think that they're saying like precious metals will yeah, always like, hold value. <laughs> because you I don't know. I guess like we'll them? go back to like Grecian times where like the wealthy will still want yeah. gold jewelry the weird or man, something. I don't know. The yeah. weird man who wrote the book I read, uh, he said, gold and silver are God's money. Cryptocurrency <laughs> is the people's money. <laughs> and so I've been great. thinking you about should that. Get both? Okay, I took a Maybe. community college class on finance because I was also yeah. scared and was yeah. like, "Stop!" You don't are- learn about it. I will say you don't learn about it in like primary education no. at all. No, they're yeah. working on that. But, yeah, but uh, it helped me a little bit. But I yeah. remember that teacher. Someone brought up the gold of like, should we invest in gold? And she. Uh, I can't replay her argument for you, but she was basically like, "You're so stupid. <laughs> you invest in gold. Don't and this do is why that. she like played it out of me, and I was like, "Oh damn!" She's just yeah. like, "Just get an apartment first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buy a couch. Yeah, it was something to the effect of like, it would. I, I'm so sorry for all the like gold lovers out there on the on the pod. <laughs> You're that, alienating like, these your two base. dummies, are and all the crypto guys. lovers as yeah. well. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, huge yeah. apologies to the crypto and community. Your wallets. You guys have taken way too many hits yeah. this yeah. year. <laughs> To the downtrodden, the brokenhearted, the bored ape out there, yeah. we hear you, we see you. We feel your pain. We respect we you. you I, too, made an investment in crypto many years ago. Yeah, but I don't want to be branded like a finance person. That's really not my vibe, I promise. I promise. <laughs> You're a tourist. No, I don't think that. Yeah. You're a tourist. I love right learning about weird mm-hmm. things going on. and what's going on. And yeah. you can be a tourist with religion as well. I am a bit of a religion tourist. Mm-hmm. Not in practice. I just like seeing what's up. Do you remember the last time you set foot in a sort of religious space of any sort? Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I'm the good raised Christian child who like if uh if a parent wants to go to a Christmas service, mm-hmm. I'm attending, I'm singing. Sure. Um, but I, I think probably <laughs> the last singing. time I went to church was with my grandma. I think that we were in town for some holiday. Um, and I went with her. Labor Day. It was a Labor Day a service. A Labor Day service. <laughs> a real barn burner. The Labor Day service. At my the Veterans church. Day service is for real, for real, real barn burner. Oh, like the places. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. That's probably the last. Oh, I mean, I, I've like gone to a beautiful church for like architectural tourism in recent mm-hmm. memory. But, and I, I, I like sacred spaces. I think it's fun to have a sacred space and, have them be built in a way where like everything's very echoey and feels mm-hmm. different. Like the quality of the air feels mm-hmm. di- you're very tomb like. Yes. Cemetery <laughs> like. Yeah, it's fun to explore tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb. To rate it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. I'm flashing back to this memory I have of my brother and I taking our unchurched friend to a service. This is back when I was in like elementary or middle school and my brother was in high school. And there's this guy that didn't care about church, whatever. And it just so happened to be the 4th of July weekend. <laughs> and our church <laughs> made you aware as an attendee that it was the 4th of July. Yeah. Under Very God, loudly. baby. Under God. <laughs> Every, the, the glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> His truth is marching out. There was yeah. a full medley with yeah. confetti wow. and streamers. Cr- Christianity confetti. and... Confetti. Is it <laughs> Christian nationalism? Is what you're describing? I was trying perhaps? to think of the guy who wrote all the marches, Souza. Souza. Yeah. Souza. I feel like there's a partnership there, John Philip Souza and yeah, Christianity. Absolutely. He didn't know it. He was writing hymns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time. So even back then, I remember being a little mortified of it. Yeah. Even in my Bush loving. Oh, you- loving. oh wow. <laughs> like, listen, I love Pres Bush as much as the next guy. <laughs> but a little he taste. Think he would think this is overkill. <laughs> a little taste. A little Just taste. Just a restraint. Shows, yeah. <laughs> a teaspoon, maybe, <laughs> of jingoism is all I need. Jingoism? Jingoism. Jingoism. Yeah. Okay, that's the word. Jingoism? Yeah. Django-ism. No. You're thinking of Django-ism. Yeah, which is just loving that movie. Yeah. 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 It's actually hating that movie. Oh, Django. Oh, yeah, because it's being oh, against Django. Yeah. Right. Yes. And everything he stands for. I've not seen that movie. Wait, sh- wait Django is not Leo DiCaprio's character. No, Django, I'm Django pretty sure is, is Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Fox. Is Jamie Foxx. Okay, yeah. yeah. I so believe would- Leo is Calvin Candy. You should be pro- I, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. a candiest. A candiest. <laughs> and I'm pro Django. Yeah, you gotta be on the right side of Django <laughs> these days. Oh, like, gosh, I know. With the, the woke mob's gonna so come spank someone your asked ass. me, like, you know, two minutes ago, do you support Django? I'd have been like, uh, no, I don't, you know. I've been fucked. Now, there is a topic a little more relevant uh, to the interests of our podcast, Caroline. Uh, something that released today as of, us recording this oh yeah huge breaking news and <laughs> here on gcf we do need to talk about it i i might have to excuse myself from parts of the conversation given my involvement right oh casting yeah. Yeah, you did direct- some of yeah, this yeah, yeah. oh is your you have an nda is gonna come up uh i didn't know you were casting this as well well what we kind of formed a partnership on mario that like oh okay yeah and it went so well yeah like you know how <laughs> marty has leo <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, Greta has Sersha. Like, they have a partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> but you're not a director. I'm a casting director. Casting director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an IP muse. So that is a director. <laughs> Union? No. Uh, but yikes. not against. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it, polarizing. It but. was heartbreaking to see uh, some of my work be scuttled. Uh, the Wiley e. Coyote movie that I was working on. Oh, I'm sorry. To yeah, kind of get can, but we're you're we're kind of becoming the guy for this sort of movie. When you're hot, you're hot. You know, when you're hot. You're hot. Mm-hmm. You ride um, while you can. So well, and also I feel like you should be excused from the conversation because also it's just an emotionally charged topic for you. Yeah, it goes deep. It would be triggering. Like, yeah, it'd be like if someone made a sort of social network esque movie about TJ Maxx. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like don't get me started, Kevin. Turn the mic off. So we are of course talking about the trailer for Garfield. The movie came out today, and it feel we had a lot of listeners write in like, 
when are you guys going to cover it? I'm going to end my subscription if you don't cover this trip. I'm going to end my life. I'm going to end my life. Did we talk about this? Because, like, I didn't see this coming. Caroline, we've been talking about Garfield for years. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which part are you blindsided by? I guess the existence of this new movie. I I guess we've been, oh, look, he's so cute. He do- he is extremely oh, fuzzy. So little. is that baby Garfield? This is baby Garfield. So we're oh, gonna we're gonna watch the two. Oh my <laughs> god! So we're gonna watch the two minute fifty He's second trailer. So sleepy in the oh, room right okay, now. Wait. I'm He's a fan. <laughs> yeah. Starring, of course, my close collaborator Chris Pratt. You hungry, little guy? the piano <laughs> no oh what the hell no, i've not seen this by the way cold. kevin Whoa, look please. away oh my god oh lasagna he's, <gasps> he's smelling lasagna what for the first the he likes lasagna what because of his trauma yes, his trauma no, no. he almost got freaking hit by a car oh this is insane <laughs> so sad look at john Lonely ass. <laughs> Lonely ass, John. <laughs> Undateable. <laughs> Wait, I have that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that hair, dude. Oh my god. He's licking the. What? This is crazy. <laughs> I did not know it was like, like this. I, I'm, I'm legit. hungry, little guy. <gasps> he nods. Uh huh. Pepperoni. <laughs> you want a little more? Oh no. Okay. Okay, there's the Garfield, we know. (laughs) (laughs) He ate me through a cake. And that's how I adopted John. Okay, now have you ever been with a plate? Okay. I'm very surprised by this. (laughs) Chris Pratt. Say when. Never, John. Bury me in cheese. I apologize in advance. The eating you're about to see will not be pretty. And if you have young children, this would be a good time for them to leave the room. (laughs) Deeply psychological. Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie. This is dad. Well, you know that because you you auditioned him. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm kind of being surprised for this podcast. Sam, we want you, but you'll have to audition. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Professionally. You think he'd see that coming? Oh, Odie's cute. Ew. This the wait is over. Sound like we got. Oh wait. We're we're missing a sting here. Wait for it. Does your cat act like Garfield? We're seeing a prominent. There's a QR code on the show. Okay. Do you think they deserve to be on the big screen? What is this oh. shit? <laughs> Submit <gasps> your video to be a part of the Garfield the Movie campaign. Oh, dogs are welcome too. Odie. Color me intrigued. <laughs> Dexter, wow. break out the bag, buddy. It's time yeah. to start chomping, my man. All right, time to go into, back into full shape. honey boo-boo mode with Dexter. <laughs> barrel. Wow, cats. Your cats, in, if you're listening, your cat or dog could be a part of the... The Garfield, Garfield movie, movie campaign. Ad campaign. Not the campaign. movie. The campaign. The gall <laughs> to think that they're going to get chunky, scampy videos oh for free God. is yeah. 
a little bit hurtful. Scampi, I think more. Well, you have to put a content warning on all those anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in case. Like, do not attempt this at home. <laughs> Scampi animals captures... were harmed by this video. <laughs> <laughs> This animal is self-harming by overeating every day. (laughs) I was going to say, Pratt as Garfield does bring up interesting psychological things with his relationship with food, which seems to be very joyless after he's gone hot. I was like, I don't think, you know, he can really represent Garfield in some ways these days. Well, I don't know. We all like lasagna. I can't tell who John was, by the way. I was thinking like it almost sounded like Charlie Day. Here's oh, you weren't in that room. Well, and by the way, part of my thing is uh, with like trying to showcase objectivity yeah. about this is I'm going to pretend I had nothing to do with this movie yeah, yeah, for the yeah. sake of this conversation. The cast list is Chris Pratt, Samuel L. Jackson as Vic Garfield's dad, <laughs> Hannah Waddingham, which people who people know from Ted Lasso, she can sing. Did you know that? Ving Rhames, Nicholas Holt, Cecily Strong, oh. Harvey Gulen. Gillen, oh, yeah, who yeah, yeah. played the dog in Puss in yeah. Boots, which made me cry. Brett Goldstein, also from Ted Lasso, and Bowen Yang. So that's the Wow. That's the what a cast. cast. <laughs> what a cat cast. Is uh, this gonna be like a father-son movie, I guess? I can't tell. It's like it a seems lot like it's a Garfield's dad. Road trip movie. Yeah. Garfield's dad I origin. I don't wanna see Garfield's dad. They did I, I wanna see Garfield. I it's, wanna see Garfield. <laughs> it feels it's Some giving things never change. It's really giving Scoob from what I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving Scoob. I did not see Scoob. I did see you I saw would it not recommend during Scoob. the height of the pandemic, I would imagine. When HBO Max like sh- uh shelved Scoob 2, I I cheered. I cheered. I was glad that all <laughs> those like, people worked on a movie that will never be seen by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Save them embarrassment. Yeah. I would watch like just baby Garfield. Baby Garfield. Garfield baby. Like, sure. I need a TV show, man. Uh, I will, that part of the trailer had me in its grip. Did yeah. you see TMNT, the sewer bad guys this year, whatever it was called? Loved it. I loved it too. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a little section in that movie too where they're little kids Babies. and they're so, so cute. They're lost in the sewer. Cute. <laughs> so I do horrible. imagine other people point this out. They, I think they do that for merchandise purposes, so you can then buy baby, baby Garfield, Michelangelo, yeah. baby Plushies. Garfield, oh, yeah, yeah. all that me. stuff, yeah, right, yeah, baby Gru, baby Minion, whatever it is now. <laughs> Grogu, are you gonna submit <laughs> Junie? For- <laughs> oh my god, to be a part of the, the Garfield campaign. movie ad campaign, you need to kind of, you might that need to chunk her up a little bit. It was an intimidating looking QR code. I will say it was large. Yeah, it looked it was complicated. Dense. It, was it was about dense. two inches wide. <laughs> I'm guy? scared to scan that on my iPhone. It's <laughs> yeah, from you're the... gonna get. I think what's called super tracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm lo- I'm looking up this director, Mark. Uh, Dindle. His name is Mark Dindle. Okay. He made a movie called Cats Don't Dance. Do y'all remember that oh, movie? Oh, yeah. I love Cats Don't 1997. Dance. 1997. He also directed a terrific movie, The Emperor's New Groove. Wow. Okay, so this might slay. And then he directed Chicken Little, starring Zach Braff. <laughs> Let's all imagine Florence Pugh, whatever age she was in 2005, going to see Chicken Little. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and now he's doing. So glad she's free. Movie. Free pew. How about that? I. What, are you excited as a Garfield guy? I'll Ooh. be there opening weekend with y'all, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Entourage. I'll, up I'll answer that text. For Garfield. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, don't make a group. 
you yeah. know, and Wait, then I'll answer. <laughs> don't make a group. Text. Yeah, group keep text. it individual. Yeah, you don't like the group invite. Oh, I see. Yeah. The group text invite. Personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I try to do individual. Yeah, and then whatever the group is, use that group text for the rest of my and life. And then you're enrolled in Kevin Academy for the semester. Yeah, you kind of have a subscription. <laughs> you go to orientation day. <laughs> <laughs> you subscribe to a never-ending supply of memes way post that's the day the <laughs> i that, love those. that's true <laughs> we're still getting loud loud crocodile memes well those are good <laughs> yeah those are all great <laughs> they're rare too like you really yeah but you it, can't just find them everywhere it's never gone away fully <laughs> yeah talk about another culture shift i think that, la, 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 there's la, two culture shifts in caroline's mind <laughs> Benjamin, Benjamin Button, Button and, and Lyle Lyle Crocodile. 20 years later, yeah. whatever, <laughs> Lyle Crocodile I'm so glad I saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile before I saw uh, No Country for Old Men because it really, it really made uh, oh Javier God. Bardem not as scary. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah, he's a full sociopath. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's really I was like, well, that's Lyle's, Lyle's, uh, Lyle's unreliable dad. Lyle's dad. Chris Jenner. Yeah. But did you see Bean the Ricardos before seeing any of them? Yeah, I did. You think, this guy. <laughs> hilarious this guy's a comedian (laughs) you can do a little drama mercy me okay garfield the movie coming out april 24th and thankfully the strikes are over everyone's gonna get promoted yeah pratt can go on hot ones and be like i always love garfield oh that's awesome did pratt already post about it uh, I don't know. I haven't checked his social media in a while. <laughs> what? That's not like you, Kevin. Are you feeling well? I feel like you should keep up on <laughs> yeah, your number one that, client. That yeah. is <laughs> unlike me. Yeah. Actually, let's just check it for GCF. Too, I'm always seeing see, you in the comments. I think he's always... I'm like, have a great day, King. Yeah. He doesn't have like a, <laughs> Love you, bud. a stay prayed up. Um, have a great day, King. On just <laughs> Instagram is so funny. Okay. He, oh yeah, he's, he's posted. posted it thirteen hours That's ago. Awesome. Wow, because he's allowed to now. He's working. Oh my god. He wrote on his story. Finally, a movie that doesn't suck. The cat is out of the bag. Presenting to you the Garfield trailer. Finally, he wrote, a movie that doesn't. He wrote suck? finally a movie with Even traditional a family values. <laughs> We're going to make theaters great again. (laughs) That is the thing with like IP. I don't know. I'm trying to find the line of like giving grace to a movie because it's made for children and holding anything sacred Mm -hmm. about uh, about IP that I have uh, any sort of emotion towards. Speaking of that, I feel like lately my mind is really opening up to the Trolls movies. Oh, I've heard they're delightful. Right? Lately? I've heard uh, lately. Why? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> is life pushing you towards Trolls? <laughs> what happened? All the roads lead to Trolls. I think, um, well, I was at, I was in Palm Springs this weekend. We were in our hotel and we were watching. Did you meet one? Diners, <laughs> Drivers, and Dies. We're watching Triple oh, D. Okay. And we're, so when you're watching Raw TV at the hotel, yeah. Raw. Raw TV is Kate Berlant's joke. Um, you have to see all the commercials and so i was seeing that that trolls trailer back to back Whoa. and mm-hmm. i was like this looks kind of fun trolls world tour 2 what's going trolls, on with the trolls yeah, these what days is it? it's like well kevin probably knows he's on this trolls beat. go to space. trolls band together is <laughs> trolls the name band of the together. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah um but i wasn't allowed to have trolls growing up maybe other christian kids can relate are they a little demonic? demonic oh yeah it's funny thinking like demons were both something that could torment you but also they could come in the form of a troll or a furby oh my god that's so funny <laughs> a little Daemonic. fuzzy little thing yeah <laughs> so, so you're just saying 
you were not to dox you. You were staying in Margaritaville Hotel, and you saw yeah, an advertisement. We can talk about it now. You, you, you saw Margaritaville, a couple Springs. advertisements for Trolls World Tour. Oh yeah, and highly you recommend. Band together, excuse me, and it worked. And now you want to see the movie? Uh, yeah. That's Caroline creeping towards self actualization. I think. <laughs> That's dancing me being around like, it. I'm deciding to be happy. Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> looped around to like capitalist zen. I guess <laughs> it's, it's like it's good. It's, it's like for all of us. It gives me what I want. <laughs> yeah. It's Margaritaville, uh, Jimmy Buffett all day long. The, the cast for this one includes, of course, Kendrick and Timberlake back at it again. Ooh, Camila Cabello, Eric Andre, wow. Kid Cudi, Troy Sivan, David Diggs. Uh, everyone's favorite poster: Amy Schumer, <laughs> Zoja Mamet, RuPaul, Zoe Deschanel, Icona Pop, Anderson Pac, damn, and Patty Harrison. Whoa, Patty I think Harrison. we got Anderson Pac on both Garfield and Trolls because I <laughs> yeah, think that was, was his song Garfield? in the trailer. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be the summer of Pac. Pac. Silk Sonic. Pac it in. <laughs> oh no, Trolls comes out. Comes out. Next week, this week. Oh, whoa! <laughs> you guys, field free trip of this field weekend. Trip. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I think on that note, let's talk about another movie called The Starling Girl. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be. <laughs> y'all just stared at me. I thought, I thought someone would interrupt her. Well, it's it's a prequel to Trolls. <laughs> the Starling <laughs> yeah. Girl. The Colon Trolls Origins. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Maybe Jim Starling should have choreographed a dance to that song and things would have gone a little bit better for her. <laughs> Think about that. Jim. Jim. Jam. Is it jam? Jam. Yeah, jam in the hologram. Yeah, it's jam in yeah. the hologram. It's actually jam. 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 Damn. I'm but, saying. But, she, but she looks a lot younger. Is Ben not to go back to a place of Benjamin Button? No, 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 but no, no. Is he Kentucky? No, he's because this was a Kentucky film. He is a he's Southern New Orleans. Boy. Okay, he's, he's, he's down by the bayou. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. Oh, wait. Brad Pitt is from the bayou. Oh, uh, ben, Benji Butts. Is oh, Benji Butts. Button. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt, Pitt is Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma man, right? I think he's Great Plains. Um, Another thing we have in common. <laughs> um, the list is long. <laughs> is he really from Oklahoma? I didn't know this. So it's me, him, and Kristen Chenoweth. That's it. <laughs> and Bill Hader. How about that? <laughs> There's a lot of Oklahomans. Yeah. So- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to deny... <laughs> Benjamin, a seat at the table. Thank you. But I will ask him to mind his manners. <laughs> Please. Please and thank you. Okay. Right. This is a movie called. Here we go. The Star- Here we go. <laughs> Lock it in. All right. Starling Girl, it's written and directed by debut filmmaker Laurel Parment, which is not Lennon Parham. It's Laurel Parment. But it sounds like a guy <laughs> struggling to remember Lennon Parm's name. It sounds like a guy is struggling to tell you where he lives. Oh, I'm off the Laurel I'm in the Laurel Parmans. <laughs> First time director. She had done a few short films before. Her dad was a cinematographer, so she grew up on film sets. Napo, baby. Just kidding. Uh, this is her first film starring Eliza Scanlon. Playing once again a, a young girl, go having a great time, having an yeah, easy go. Kind of, of a it. young girl who finds <laughs> like uh, rewarding tutelage through an older man. Uh-huh. Gets to bike around a <laughs> town a lot. <laughs> She's really carved out for herself between this great between bike baby acting. teeth, but between sharp objects and little women, just like a girl going through it all the time. She's got resting She's, suffering face. She, yeah, she does. <laughs> I think she, I thought she was great for kind of a quiet movie. Mm-hmm. I found her to be very compelling. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mind, your manners. mind your manners, bitch. I can't help it. He's in me now. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Maybe we'll ask him for his review after we're, we're all done talking about Seven it. out of ten. <laughs> fair. Tough, but fair. fair. Yeah, but yeah. Eliza Scanlon. <laughs> Lewis Pullman, Jimmy Simpson, Ren Schmidt, and Austin Abrams, who kids will remember from their favorite show, Euphoria. I actually, I thought Austin Abrams was underutilized in this film. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yes, but fun, if, fun to see him stripped of all Riz. Yeah, truly, truly like, Rizless. Yeah. It was a Samson. Oh, the hair Flat gone. Hair. I, yeah. What am I looking at? Flat anymore? hair. I knew Polo that tees. boy. <laughs> He's different. So it falls. I got you a cookie. Or <laughs> you want to see a chicken shit? Here's a cookie. Chicken shit story. <laughs> so. Uh, yes, follows a 17-year-old girl in her fundamentalist Christian community in rural Kentucky and uh, forms a, a, a treacherous bond 
I would say with a, with yes, a youth, pastor, youth pastor, with the youth pastor, <laughs> yeah, played by I Lewis mean, Pullman. Lewis Pullman in this role, I was like, this guy needs a van life shorty so bad. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> that would have been a solution to his problem. Wide brimmed hat, he would have Na- really found himself. National parks, <laughs> yeah, yeah, zip in. wanderlust, <laughs> <laughs> wanderlust, hashtag wanderlust. <laughs> and and listen, he plays a complicated character in this film, yeah. and not one I would want to emulate. Yeah. But, but? <laughs> but did you like his hair in it? And should I do I, mine to be the same? He way? had flow. He did have flow. It's kind of long, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're not too far in length from the. I'm getting there. It's been a few months. months. Yeah, Still I was going to say, I, well, it's your choice, but I was curious my, like my when hair, your haircut um, situation was good. <laughs> happening. <laughs> You were curious? When? I guess normally you have like a pretty, you know, tight schedule with the haircuts. And I noticed yeah. like, oh, it's really grown out. Yeah, it has. In your flow. It's yeah. not It's not reflective of any interior emotional <laughs> state or anything like it. Maybe well, it has in the past. you did get bangs last week. I did. <laughs> I, did. I love the baby bangs. I tried it out. <laughs> it's a side bang. <laughs> I'm not getting clarity on baby, whether I should emulate. Baby side bangs. <laughs> You're not sure if you should emulate the vibe of the trouble. <laughs> not the vibe, <laughs> just the hair, just the look. Not the vibe. I don't want his vibe. I don't know. Only God can you be that clarity, my man. <laughs> yeah, maybe pray on it first. Yeah, pray on it. I'm gonna pray on it. Of course, son of Bill Pullman, yeah. handsomeness running in the family. I. It was cool to see him in a role that wasn't Top Gun Maverick because that's really sure. all I've I seen him in. I forgot him in Top yeah. Gun. So watching this movie for the first time, I didn't know anything about it, which is often the case when it's like a debut film from a filmmaker. Yeah, this is a fresh movie. And I assumed it was sort of after Sun Core, which mm-hmm. is to say the sort of thing that a lot of young filmmakers do, which is what's the most interesting movie? Something that literally happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then telling that story pretty much beat for beat, changing very few Auto of the fiction. specifics. Auto fictional. As is the trend with not only like young, but also old filmmakers with the Fablemans, Armageddon Time, etc. But this is not autofiction necessarily. She had a... Con- what are you thinking of? What are you thinking of, Caroline? <laughs> my dumb little smile always betrays my I know. little mind. <laughs> that and your Baldwin <laughs> grimace <laughs> when she's like trying to listen I'm to really something. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I was going to say, no, autofiction is that movie Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is a Kevin joke. I, I do respect and that. It. That one movie that was based on the real gamers. Wait, that no, that's what I was trying to say. Turismo is well, thank you. Yeah, based, yeah. Literally, the title is colon based on a true story. Yeah, that's true. That is that is correct. It's <laughs> auto fiction all the way. Yes. <laughs> okay, Bazinga. <laughs> yeah. It's giving Bazinga. It's giving Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga, <laughs> but I look a lot nudier. <laughs> okay, man, the the vibe has changed with Benjamin constantly <laughs> sitting at the table. You never know when he could come out. He's sending him away. He's a no, little boy. He's a little boy. Was he Is tell? he? He doesn't look like it. Exactly. <laughs> the world isn't kind to him. He didn't choose this. <laughs> it happened True. to him. He can't help it. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, she- Wikipedia. Here we go. <laughs> Lay it out. Wiki Wawa. Uh, Maybe that's what it's called. Wiki Wawa. Yeah. Uh, it did not necessarily happen to her because she did not grow up uh, Christian at all. 
doesn't have any connection okay. to the community. She had a compli- interloper. Yes. <laughs> she had a complicated relationship with an older man that she's talked about in yeah. very broad strokes. Oh, okay. that, that made her feel very strange afterwards, yeah. but it didn't there was nothing religious about anything or the context. Ten years ago, she was doing research for a whole different project, a whole another movie. In Oklahoma, of all places, <laughs> home state of me, Brad Pitt and Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Stillwater. <laughs> and Matt Damon in that yes. one movie. Matt Damon in Stillwater. <laughs> and she got entrenched with a lot of people from a similar community as is depicted in the film. Uh, Christian fundamentalists. Now, the church as depicted in the movie is non-denominational, meaning like it's not Presbyterian and then part of that network where they report back to the mothership of the denomination or Methodist or Lutheran or like that. It's just kind of on its own Island within the community. Yes, but it's, yeah, it's a little freestyle (laughs) and fundamentalist in a way, like to be clear is not how Caroline and I grew up in any meaningful way. Long maxi skirt fundamentalism Mm -hmm. is a specific thing. Did you guys encounter any flavors of oh, yeah. this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Certainly. I had a friend whose family was a part of one, and I would like go to their youth group stuff sometimes. Yeah. They, by the way, had one of the scariest Halloween parties I've ever been to. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Did we talk about this during Halloween? I don't think month? so, but it was at their church, and um, all I remember was there was one guy who was like a teen in the church who had like christened himself the um, chainsaw guy. Oh my God. And he was just like haunting every, he was like genuinely trying to scare everybody. It and seems it like worked. Fundament- fundamentalist churches are good places for kind of weird men to just hang <laughs> oh, out. Oh yeah. In yeah. It was like yeah. kind of a violent streak yeah. going on. Yeah. So yeah, it was a little scary. <laughs> <So> scary. <laughs> I want to be chainsaw guy. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that guy. Just to be clear. Good job, Kevin. Yeah, that's that's actually really nice to <laughs> I hear. I applaud you. <laughs> yeah. So, but it is it is whatever the non-denominational strain is. They do hymns. They don't do CCM. They don't. And even when they introduce it in the dance group and whatnot, it's like, why are there drums mm-hmm. and so much guitar in this music? That is one thing that I did grow up with was church communities that had little dance troops. That would, was where I was drawn in this movie. I was like, where's the Bravo reality show about Christian dance troops and the drama within? That because, would be too vain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The camera there. Definitely it'd be a hard sell to the <laughs> fundamentalists. <laughs> yeah. When I did mission trips as a, a middle schooler, we would go out and do these choir concerts, uh, which was the choir and the band, the youth group band or whatever. And we would do it in Arizona or whatever, and then go into Mexico for vacation Bible school with the young Mexican children. And part of the concerts were the, the dance troupe would do like one or two songs. Was it lyrical contemporary? Yes, like, it was. Okay. So they were dancing. Style? Yes. Okay. There's only one style of dance. Yeah, especially to a hymn. So that part of it I was interested in. And then the rest of it, even though it is not specifically my anecdotal experience, it feels like aligns with so much of a lot of the stuff in the greatest hits of like what we talk about over and over again. Purity culture stuff, the sort of onus of you know men's bodies being on women's will in a way, and like their mm-hmm. self control of it, and the sort of shift of blame to all that stuff. Cause basically, and by the way, I would definitely recommend people watch this movie. This isn't one of these yeah. dog shit movies no, we usually movie. do. <laughs> it's streaming on Paramount plus of an impressive cast too. Yeah. Like it's just, no father's stew, but it's, it's no father stew. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But it was based on stew life events in a way. Stew life. <laughs> 
It rings stew to me. <laughs> yeah, it rings stew to me. <laughs> Red wine stew. He's Coley's Uh I would definitely recommend it. I would also say that this movie felt very Priscilla core. As someone who just saw Priscilla in theaters, yes. they are very similar stories. I think that there's something to be drawn between the direction. I actually enjoyed the direction of this director more than I enjoyed because uh, they have similar endings in ways, mm-hmm. um, but I, I yeah, and we'll spoil the movie by the way as we <laughs> talk about. It. So that's why I recommend people watch. Yes, Starling yes. Girl spoilers. Ahead. Yes, GS. But no, yeah, it was very good. One of the things I was most interested in about the movie because the relationship kind of plays out about the way that you would expect, which mm-hmm. is, you know, this youth pastor and this young student, seventeen-year-old girl. Uh, have an affair. He's married. He's like a 28-year-old guy. Uh, he comes back from Puerto Rico. Changed. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wonderless, baby. So there's... Farming. So he, Hammock. He's, farm-pilled. <laughs> he comes back farm-pilled. He's smoking he outside the, pilled, for the sure. back of the church. <laughs> when we first see him, yeah. But it's, inter- it's interesting. The director talked about how she wanted him to articulate semi-progressive views theologically and she it was important to her that the person voicing that was the untrustworthy person yeah Yeah. in the movie that there was something theologically dangerous because obviously there's an abuse of power and dynamic and a you know a horrific relationship that occurs and infidelity in his own marriage but then before that he's kind of thrown things against the wall like what if we all laid down on the ground and like loosened up our body and, and trying to do things that are outside of the clear tradition yeah. of this church of like what if god wasn't just this what if god yeah i think also- before they kiss he's like she like the first scene of this movie is her getting in trouble from like an older woman in the church because her bra line is visible in her shirt and that makes her cry and he's like, he asks her why she was crying. And they're like, mm-hmm. I just wasn't being virtuous or something. He's mm. like, I'm sure that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like Jackson Maine. Yeah. <laughs> His dad is also the pastor of the church, yeah. which I feel like is a big part of His it. His dad is, yes. is the, yes, Reverend the head pastor. Taylor. Mm-hmm. So it's in his family. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, not just maybe rebelling against the church or his newfound freedom for the Puerto Rico van life, <laughs> but also rebelling against his own parents probably as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the dichotomy that the movie sets up, because like, I think, I think the thing that everyone would know is like, okay, obviously this is a clear abuse of power that obviously we see depicted and talked about so much in the Catholic church. This is the Protestant version of it. Uh, that happens all the time. Maybe more so. And the thing I saw in my anecdotal experience was, was not necessarily this, but more people in positions of power and youth pastors getting together with students after they graduate yeah. high school. Oh wow! And that pipeline is pretty yeah popping. I was going to say, you did you guys yes, ever flirt with a youth pastor? Because I feel no. like you could see things that didn't cross the line, but that was kind of the vibe: is yeah. for it to be an older young guy who's like yeah he's like young enough that you're like you feel like you can relate to him you know and he's still like kind of sexy in that way yeah i feel like they did um such a good job of showing from her perspective like 
how hot he would be to her yeah. and how to like a girl, a teen girl, like he is such a fantasy. You know? I loved when she like is pouring over his like page <laughs> yeah, in the in community the, book the, like, or whatever. Bulletin. Yes. And he's like, my favorite food is Mexican. Oh my God. And yeah, and he's traveled and all this yeah. stuff. It was weird. Cause I was looking at the letterbox reviews that, through this afterward and so many people were just like lusting after him oh my in god it, which is i mean letterbox in a nutshell but also yeah. i was like oh that's so interesting too that like his um he's clearly not like a great person but yeah. people are still gonna like love him you know yeah, like, yeah. i would want to fuck him too i was like you're, you're in this scenario <laughs> like, no. you're 16 or 17 you know anyway. i think that's an important point though the idea that he is a desirable mm-hmm. I, I grew up with Texas youth pastors who were well into their marriages or just undesirable in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> it, and I think portraying it in this way where it's like, this is this very handsome man. Yeah. It kind of, it, it does put you into her perspective and you are sort of charmed and wooed by him the same way she is. Yeah. And it feels innocent because it, I the movie is so firmly rooted in her perspective that like it, doesn't feel like the line is crossed until like the the moment where it felt wrong 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 was when she loses his her virginity to him like mm-hmm. that that was the biggest bummer of that whole courtship for me mm-hmm. um where like the action depicted the lack of care or forethought beyond just like entertaining the flirtations of a 17 year old yeah and that kind of transgression yeah and you see yeah how he treats her then and will continue to yeah and like um the it was reminding me of like we we also i don't think had like the hottest youth pastors in the world (laughs) like quite the they just all needed better jeans let's just say it they needed better (laughs) jeans jeans and the hair you're saying uh, g or j jeans (laughs) (laughs) which jeans let's say it let's say it (laughs) also i feel like him not having kids is kind of part of it too like he's still an adolescent yeah. in that way too yeah. you know and avoiding that step of adulthood and everything yeah despite the pre- even though he is like 28 i guess yeah yeah mm. but it made like me- washed up <laughs> her ovaries there was like a young sub teacher for a while at my Not school who like uh, came through and he was like fun and cool and i remember that was the first time where i was like oh is he flirting with me yeah oh yeah. like but it was uh, kind of a badge of honor and in hindsight, disgusting. But like at yeah. the time it was like to be able to have rapport. Yes. With, yeah. You remember that feeling of, of being recognized by an older guy and yeah. thinking that was so special and mm-hmm. made you feel so cool and like I'm on their level. Yeah. And you expect that's such a big part of the line. It. Yes. And, and yeah. And totally. You yeah. oh, it only works because you're like, oh, you know, this is kind of insane. You never yeah. do anything. Right. But they I feel like they portray that really well in the movie, too, of like her getting that attention from him every once in a while, you see how that's like, oh yeah, like I am that girl now, you know, in this group. And like, that's such a big part of it. He let her lead the dance group. (laughs) She was like really feeling herself for a moment when she was getting the solos in the dance group. (laughs) I love her dance group. Don't laugh about it. That was a big deal. I love the dance group. Well, that's such a big part of it too, of like, um, I feel like the dance troupe thing in churches is so interesting because it is about your body and it's about you moving. And especially if it's like a group of girls and 
the body is so repressed and so like hidden in those kind of church worlds. Like literally they're wearing such long skirts. You can't even like oh, yeah. see any, like the outline of a figure. I didn't mean to say, oh yeah, like that. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's like such a big part of it. And so anyway, but him being like, no, it's cool that you're enjoying that. It was even like commenting on the freedom she would feel with her body and like whatever and that that was yeah. okay, which yeah. it is. It is okay. Which goes yeah. back to your point of like his progressive values aren't wrong. Yeah. But and that's, that's that help give her that kind of license to freedom. And I think that's exactly the final image of the movie is her experiencing her body. Herself. Herself. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most interesting idea to me was this constant negotiation I feel like I went through in my twenties, which is like, well, is it? Am I enjoying this because I'm a selfish, dumb oh, piece yeah. of Attention whatever? Hungry, yeah. <laughs> or is this truly for the glory of God? And right. and they outline that dichotomy all the time in the or consistently in the movie. Where yeah. it's like uh, his wife Misty comes in and watches the. I loved that. Do scene. a routine, yeah. and she's like, "Okay, well, we we have to change a few things because you're calling too much attention to yourself, and it looks like they're worshiping you." And really, this should be about God and and the kind of back and forth of like, well, this is for God, but this is how we're doing it. Um, and, and, and that idea and that negotiation of like, what is for God and what is for me? And even uh, the directors talked about this too, the idea that there is God in her sexual desire in a way. Like, because you can you can cloak that in anything you want to. Yeah. If you can say, God is this, God is that, God is patriarchy, God is yeah. institutional, whatever, God is... Uh, yeah, God wants my pastor to leave his wife for me. Yes, <laughs> then you can do that, yeah. is, is the thing. It's like, God wants us to be together. Yeah. It's not like, I've been talking with the pastor, you know what, we think this church stuff is bogus, we're not Christians anymore, we're gonna follow our hearts. It's all cloaked in the thing of... Yeah. God wants this for us and, and he loves us. And if I love something hard enough, then yeah. it means it's right and true. Yeah. Cause the movie wasn't about her separation with God at all. It was about her like separation with this environment that she grew up in. And I don't think that she, it seems like the, it seems like that harsh separation is used to delineate like her father, her troubled father, McPoyle brother, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rock and roll McPoyle, Mr. Westworld. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jimmy Simpson plays her dad, who's also part of this community, but he's kind of the cool dad. He's got tats. It's so funny up. when he first was on the screen. I was like, this is such a miscast actor for this yeah. role for like a buttoned up fundamentalist, fundamentalist. dad. And then the longer I watched it, I was like, oh no, this makes perfect sense because yeah. he's like kind of a reformed rock star or something. Yeah, it reminded never... me of my uncle. I have yeah. an uncle. Who oh really? Like, my aunt was his second marriage and he was in like a little rock and roll band that toured Iowa. And, uh, and I like never knew him during that life. And when I met him, he was playing in like the, the praise band at their church, but he like, I, I don't know how hardcore his like soft rock lifestyle <laughs> in the state of Iowa was, but Probably pretty crazy. I, yeah, I like I liked that concept of this like dual life that he had. Yeah. You see them first in the car driving home from church and they're playing that hymn that our friend Paul of Tompkins loved, which is 
Were you there <laughs> when they crucified <laughs> my Lord? And and he, Jimmy Simpson, he's kind of making fun of it. Yeah, at yeah. The he's same, riffing. Like, he's, yeah, he's riffing. And it, like there's a, a little bit of levity yeah. that the mom, the actor who plays the mom, Ren Schmidt, I thought inhabited that so profoundly yes. in a way that was scary yeah. to watch uh, throughout. So, so you can tell the dad's like a little, if he's not as invested in it, he's at least got a little lighter touch. He's a little bit looser with yeah. all the fundamentalism. He used to be in a band. He finds out that an old bandmate passed away by suicide. He killed himself and it sends him down this spiral of alcoholism and sort of self-destruction. And it becomes another thing of a, a restatement of the thematics of like, well, I gave up the band because it was secular music, and now there's more room for God. Yeah, which is good, right? But clearly, he's not feeling that. Yeah, and also, way. like he has a history with alcoholism, clearly, or or pills or some kind of addiction. And you see, for him, like fundamentalism equals sobriety. You know, yeah. and you, I think he invests in this church or like steps up into that role. You know, like getting his daughter to court or whatever. Whenever he feels like, oh, I've I've strayed too far and I'm about to backslide. And so I need to like go full sobriety, which also means like being really intense about yeah. this faith, even though it's not really quite my nature. You yeah. Know? Yeah. An island uh, island he can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Onto, yeah. yeah. And, and like find his safe point and be yeah. healthy for his family, you know, and be OK for them, too. Yeah. I thought I was I was really struck by the part of the movie that felt compassionate to all without absolution and did interrogate the old adage of the multitude of victims of patriarchy, whereas obviously there's the foremost victims of patriarchy, but the idea of like the loose Owen, the youth pastor, the pastor's kid is a victim of this system too, in a way, and being mm-hmm. placed in it and being on track, getting together with this woman with whom he doesn't have a good relationship and thinking like, is this what I'm supposed to do? I don't know. The father as well and the mother and just showing like all the different kinds of yeah. hurt and harm that can come by participating in the system without really showing a, uh, like a, an initiation of evil or a bad guy of like, well, yeah. it was the pastor's fault and he masterminded all like, like the head pastors. Yeah. Fault. And they even like really, they shied from any sort of melodrama in all these moments, which I appreciated. Uh, there's like a wave of movies that have happened that are kind of the conversion camp movies, you know, uh, like the boy erase. Yeah. Where there's kind of an obvious, boy like, erase, oh, this is like oppression the and miseducation of Cameron Poe. Yes. People. Which mm-hmm. I, I thought was better than boy erased, yes. but uh, actually they do kind of allude to something like that. With there that is a boy erased camp. Yeah. <laughs> the kid that went to like the work camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, Kings Valley scars on his hand and stuff. And which I think is that's like, where she ha- is, is supposed to go at the end, which yeah. sounds fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds terrified of it. Yeah. So eventually the, a Affairs found out by the community. The mom finds the burner phone with Pastor Owen's name in it. She confronts her daughter uh, and the whole truth comes out. And then it becomes a sort of um, uh, uh, what's what's the word? Uh, The ultimatum of go to camp and be part of this family or you're no longer a part of this family. Like not even we love you no matter what or or any sort of like qualification to it. Like I will lock you out of the house. Yeah. 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 And you have Satan in you. And yeah. Yeah. She her. And you did this. Her mom says like 
you're ruined. <laughs> you're, you're ruined. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's a big part Sad. of it. And then there's the scene where they kind of lay out this ultimatum with the pastor. And that was so, I felt like sharply observed to the idea of like, well, I know my son had his part in this too. Yeah. So they're not saying, and most people, when you see analogous situations like this, never say like, he didn't do anything wrong. It's always this qualification of like, I understand he had responsibility as well. <laughs> it's this lip service idea. Yeah. Yeah. And but, he's going to be held accountable, which yeah. means he'll step away for like a month and then come right back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. she is like a child, <laughs> a child. And also she, you know, those questions, those leading questions of like, how much did you perpetrate it? And you see yeah. her doing the math in her mind of like, I did, but also wait, did I, you know, but I did, yeah. but it was good. And it was for God. And she keeps asking the whole time they're like grilling her. Where's Owen? Like bring yeah. him to the room. Basically, you like can explain you this. can't question yeah. me without him. And also you realize, yeah, how much he was the one like crafting this fantasy world that made sense to her. That he was holding on to still in some way. Yes. That yeah. like God wanted this. We are meant to be together. God has shown us that. Yeah. We've had sex. So like God has bound us our this way in a way where like sex means marriage for a lot of, you know, kids in that community. Mm-hmm. And all of this has been consummated. And you see the air suck out of the room when she realized like, oh, this explanation doesn't work outside of yeah, me in yeah. the truck with Owen. And yeah. when I tell my mom and this pastor, they act like I'm actually, you know, like desecrating God, you know, and yeah. she's like realizing it for the first time. And he's not there to back her up, to help her, any of that, you know? Yeah. So sad. Yeah, because <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's a big phony. He's a big yeah. phony. Yeah, and it, well, and like, it was funny at the end, like once the movie kind of ends, they run away or, you know, there's a period where they run away together like for a little while. like a false graduate ending. Yeah, <laughs> right. So her yeah. mom is like, she's literally packing her bags to go to the work camp where she knows yeah. she's going to be literally beaten, possibly scarred and stuff. After she had to do the humiliation letter in front of the church, asking people for their forgiveness and the, the like kiss of Judas of J- Owen walking up and saying, I forgive you yeah. for her in front of everybody. Just absolutely. He didn't do one. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so like she's got her bags in the front door and then Owen runs up the pastor and one last like desperate grass is like run away with me let's go to puerto rico (laughs) yeah where they're enlightened i guess (laughs) but then i realized in hindsight you know they're in this like seedy motel there's still the plan to go to puerto rico and in hindsight i'm like he didn't have any money he's like a youth pastor also he didn't have her passport he was never (laughs) i love the passport i know i was just thinking about that like he, he he had no intention of taking her to puerto rico he yeah. was going to bounce around with her from CD hotel to CD hotel with promises, with promises and this false like dream mm-hmm. and just use her until he got bored of her and God didn't want them to be together anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he would have abandoned her. That was yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all the scenes before they really cross the threshold of, of violation. Yeah. Uh, sexually, all the scenes, it's like, to the point of like, wait, did I do it? And in her whole, yeah, her Urkel epiphany, I guess. And J- Jim <laughs> Urkel. Did I do that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is confusing because the way they portray all those scenes is like, oh, that's fine. And then it goes on like a beat or two too long. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, they're hanging out in the arcade. 
Oh, and then he's kind of lingering too much. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he's like, you got a bug on you and like touches uh-huh. her face. I liked, actually, something I thought was really well portrayed is that all of the discretions happen in low lighting. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, like they're both at the church after hours mm-hmm. and they find Camps each other. ground. Yeah. yeah the forest. Camp- gathering the fireflies around. At oh. dusk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spitting and- out of the gum. <laughs> yeah. It's so important Chilling. too because like, <laughs> Uh, you know, from her perspective, it does feel like she's the one perpetrating all the forward motion of that relationship. Yeah, she's the one a, that knows he likes Mexican food yeah. and brings it up. And she's the one that keeps like finding him alone. She's like, can you show me some of those cool dance videos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got her moves, you know. Yeah. And so you see from her perspective how she could be so easily convinced. Yeah, I was the Jezebel in the situation mm-hmm. that yeah. like seduced this poor husband into my clutches. When Meanwhile, she's being when like, you're an adult, you know that's not what's yeah. happening. She's being nudged to a boy who wants to talk about chicken poop. <laughs> oh yeah, his little brother. Yeah. yeah, I've never flirted with a youth pastor, but I've hung out with two brothers before, and it can be really confusing. You've hung out with brothers <laughs> separately with I've been a chaperone friend, <laughs> separately flirty friends with two brothers and that is a sticky pot Jossie <laughs> you are that girl <laughs> oh my god sticky pot <laughs> so funny yeah that's so fun the moment where they're watching dance videos on YouTube It uh, the whole movie feels like it could be a period piece but it's yeah. not I was going to say what year is what year did you think this was well you wouldn't know until yeah. the phones come out but they do give uh, kind of like a, a whatever you want to call it to the idea of like technology is a real quick way for Satan to work. It's, it's like, yeah. a, there's a line in there somewhere about like, Oh yeah. Satan works so quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Technology. Like that's why you have to be so careful with technology. Oh yeah. Yes. The whole reason the kid went to the work camp is cause he looked at porn or something. Yeah. Covenant yeah. eyes guys. Shout out. Yeah, Covenant shout out. eyes. This shout episode out to sponsored by Covenant, Covenant eyes. eyes. The number one. Be app. accountable with me on Covenant eyes. Be, be accountable. Uh, let's be accountability buddies tonight. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll hundo P do it. And you're going to be disgusted. I'm not going to change my behavior. Garfield I didn't even know again? that Garfield did that. It's like, oh God, I don't want to be texted. This is a thing. There, there, I cannot, I cannot describe the feeling that it is. So there, we all know the feeling of like, there's a, there's a band you listen to or a singer and you get in on the ground floor. <laughs> I'm just excited <laughs> to see how this ties into Covenant Eyes. And it's like, uh, like when I was listening to what I truly like listening to Lucy Davis in 2017 before boy Jr. And it was like, Oh yeah. Then seeing the world and it blow up. It's like, Oh, that's, that's satisfying. That's validating. Knowing covenant eyes and knowing men <laughs> who are like, are you on triple X church or covenant eyes? Well, like a, a decade plus, no joke. Wow. You before it became national news. <laughs> when speaker of the Thank house, you, Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson said, my son and I monitor each other's porn intake using covenant eyes. Absolutely insane. Like, his son has a clean record, which I means didn't even he's know. learned about VPNs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or he has his own burner phone. I didn't even know covenant eyes was still like a company that was that's why functioning that known about oh, yeah. this you thought they had like some For broken years. down web page yeah wow. yeah yeah yeah. i feel like a uh, covenant eyes like ran on flash as far as I knew. <laughs> good for covenant eyes yeah they they stayed with covenant the eyes is having its boy genius area <laughs> that is exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> should have bought that stock 
Oh, yeah, I should have. When they when Covenant Eyes went public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I had a back to the future magazine, I'd, I'd buy publicly traded stock. Covenant Eyes is going to IPO next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, one of the other transgressions that felt so real, like outside uh, of the... The ear piercing. The ear piercing was really interesting because yeah. it's like about penetration and she wanted to do it on her own. Yeah. And, uh-huh. uh, but then also when... They're like making out at his house and his wife comes home Ooh. and he makes her hide in the bathroom for and all he's day. like, I'll come get you. And he never does. I was yeah. like, that is such a feeling of mm-hmm. not being willing to accept that this older person doesn't care about you. Yeah. You're not safe with them. But it feels so bad. Yeah. You're not yeah. safe. That's exactly she it. She knew that like kind of the first time they hung out and for in his car and yeah. he was just like, horrible with her yeah and how many times she has to run into a pond or a pool or something you know to like <laughs> to cleanse herself cleanse herself and like reset her body and yeah. like get away from somebody yeah mm-hmm. you know he's riling her up because <laughs> she knows like something's fucking wrong yeah, here. yeah. As, as explicit as the movie is in in uh some parts of it in the dialogue about saying like well, is this for you or for God and blah, blah, blah. There's so much that's so good about the movie and what they're not saying. And even in yeah. that, that uh, first scene after they have sex, there's so much that he's not taking responsibility for or owning up to or just like basic care yeah. that you would for if it was an age appropriate partner in or the same situation. loved her. Or right. cared or like yeah, yeah, held all. any of her innocence with yeah. any regard. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that stuff was really well rendered in, in such a good example of a movie that can be about something that's like not verbally explicit, but is so textually clear yeah. at the same time. It's interesting how universal those elements felt too in such a narrow lens. Yeah. The big thing I kept noticing too after a while in the movie that is universal and not spoken but seen is how she has such oldest daughter syndrome too. And like oh, yeah. the way she carries her family's crap. Like, yeah, she's co-parenting with all her mom. the time. Yeah, yeah. Fully co-parenting, which is really common in those communities. And like fully, you know, is in charge of the little ones, like Duggar family style, and like <laughs> making dinner and stuff. Even though there's like an older brother who is like not even visible <laughs> half the yeah, time. Yeah. And then she's the one that like finds her dad. And she's the one that like, comforts her mom after she goes with them to the hospital and thought he was going to die. And like, she's the one that's keeping the family secrets and all of this stuff is also filtered through her. So much responsibility. It's like she's being taxed. It's taxation without representation. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And her parents like don't even give her the dignity of picking who she's going to date after giving her all that adult responsibility, you know? And it's, it, I did feel like the weight and the weight of the problems of men in the world uh, and how those problems would always take precedence over her problems if she was even allowed to have problems. She cares for their problems. Yeah, Yeah. even like it's she's... Her mom is kind of invisible with her struggling dad. Like that Mm -hmm. seems to be... The weight of her dad's problems seem like everywhere in uh, across the movie and then... The problems of Lewis Pullman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like him not being sure if he wants hit him going through a like quarter life crisis mm-hmm. of his own, and she's really just kind of not na- she has to navigate those. Those are the waters she has to yeah. navigate. It's not really about her struggle at all. Yeah, but again, as like a young girl, 
you think this is a huge honor and privilege that people trust me with these big people problems. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a, there was the scene in the movie where I, I think it was during the, or the montage maybe of them constantly meeting up at night and having these like secret rendezvous and passing notes and stuff. It might've been in this, but she says to Owen, the youth pastor, do you ever feel guilty about this? Do you ever feel bad? He's like, I've been praying on it. And I don't think it's a sin. And she's like, and even her and all her, like, you know, still being a kid, it's like, but you're married. He's like, ah, I've been praying on it. Yeah. And that stuff, I'm going to go on a slightly personal jag from like 10 or 12 years ago. I remember being in a men's group. A, men, a, a sort of guys only Bible study thing where we all met on like a Monday night or something. And there's, I'll change names. There's this guy <laughs> named James who was going and he started dating this girl, Stacy, uh, who was not a Christian. And he told us, and we were like, oh, James, I don't be know careful, if you should be man. doing yeah. that. Like that. That sounds maybe a little unwise. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Thanks for saying that. I, I really needed to hear that. Of course, he did exactly what he wanted to fucking do. Yeah. He kept dating her and kept dating her. Uh, I met her and she was awesome. <laughs> like, she, was a, she was great. And then uh, it was it was around this time, 12 or 13 years ago, we get a text in the group chat. Hey, praise the Lord. Stacy's come to know Christ. He converted her. And then a year later, they were married. And they've been together ever since, and they have lovely children. and And I don't, I don't keep in touch with them as much. No, we didn't have a falling out or any conflict or anything, but just don't keep up. But by all appearances, it worked out. They have a good marriage. Blah blah, blah whatever. And there was something about going through that sort of song and dance with all these other guys. That's like we're meeting up for this purpose. We have this conviction about why we should be here. It's good that we're in this men's group or doing covenant or what we did not do that in the group, by the way, covenant guys, covenant guys. Okay. You were living it. That's the sequel to Gilmore guys. I've been looking for covenant guys. Covenant guys. <laughs> Something about that. And then events transpiring as they did, it wasn't like, great. Okay. Let's go. It was more like, Oh, that was, it felt so foolish and kind of stupid to ever care either way. Yeah. And there, that was a real inflection point that more than a decade on, I still think about, oh, you can just kind of do or say anything. just anything. go through the pomp and, pomp and circumstance. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's part just of it. Just go through but, the motions of framing. And- mm-hmm. But also just the idea of like, people can use prayer and frame things in a spiritual lens and put all the undergirding of theological framework or or literal scripture. And in this verse, it actually says this, which is why Joe Biden's a pedophile or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. people can do anything with that yeah. stuff and make it make sense to them. And a youth pastor having a violating relationship with a youth can also say like, yeah, I've been praying about it. So that that's why... I have such a like bone deep instinctual reticence and almost like knee jerk reaction fr- against people's framing sometimes of prayer and stuff. And I'm not even saying it's fair or that I'm in the right for this, but I just still to this triggers day, you. Yeah, I have an allergy to it because it's like that could be real and this person could be 
operating with all wisdom and caution and and whatever. Or it could just be gobbledygook, jazz, yeah. improv. Yeah, there's no guarantee there's like pure intent. No. When someone says they're praying about something or when someone says, God spoke to me <laughs> oh, and yeah. said blank. Oh, that's the It's that's undeniable. The you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's also like that is how God works in some people's lives. And that's, and, I mean, that's sometimes how they're labeling like intuition. Normal and cool. It is. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Or like it's a feeling you have or it's already a natural inclination you had and like you're affirmed in it by your prayer. And so you, when you are a Christian, it's a slippery slope to deny someone's word from God. Yeah. Because you have to be able to like hear that. Because then everyone points at each other. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And especially, well, that's why it's so important that he's a pastor because that's like literally someone who is anointed as a mouthpiece of God. And so that's why it's such a big deal for her when he says, I think God thinks we should be together. And why she feels It's not just any old guy. Yeah. It's not just a peer of hers. It's not just some other congregant. This is a pastor, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why and that's she thinks it'll protect her in that yes. like confrontation, but then it falls yeah. out. Yeah. And that's the spiritual abuse element of all of this mm-hmm. too, is like using her own faith against her to like make her go against her own self-interest and protection. I you just know? got haunted by all those people that, um, you mentioned started dating youth pastors after they turned 18 because oh. how would you ever shake I that dynamic in college. yeah like yeah it's always going to be embedded it he's always going to be the wiser one yeah They're always the one with the, the spiritual guy the pipeline to god yeah. you know like it's oof, yeah well and that that's another uh not explicit theme of the movie as well which is women in this context whether it's like compliment com- complementarianism or just like total subjugation to men they are functioning the role of helpmates to all the other men in their life. Missy is to her husband, Owen. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jim's mom is to her father and uh, in, in looking to protect. And in, in that undercurrent is throughout. And it is sort of training Jim to do that to a much older man. Yeah. With whom, for whom she should not at all yeah. have yeah. to do that stuff. But because all the other women, like those are the models around, it's just so pervasive um yeah how would you not have a yellow wallpaper moment in that (laughs) that (laughs) society how would you not freak out (laughs) so eventually the the father overdoses on pills in addition to alcohol he's hospitalized in a coma the mom blames jim and then that's when the affairs found out blah blah blah. jim runs away but before then uh jim and her dad have a conversation about his old band and the songs that they used to do he has an iPod, which is now, I guess iPods look like what vinyl record players look like in film now. We've lived. had the clicking noise. We passed yeah, the Rubicon like, of that. Look at that. That belongs in a museum. Right there. Down my spine. It's crazy. And it looks really good. Yeah, in movies, it does. I'll say. Yeah. Uh, and then he tells her a story about how, oh, yeah, my band used to play this one bar in Memphis, Orleans, blah, blah, blah. So she flees eventually from the hotel, like we talked about, breaks away from Owen. Hits the road, steals his car. That's uh, that, kind of badass. <laughs> that's the other part where it's like, what year is this? Where it's like, was there a GPS built in? <laughs> She's using a, a paper map. It is to get like, there. I thought it was quite, quite mastermind because, you know, like it is something that he would be embarrassed to admit that she stole his car. Yeah. I don't know how far that's going to get her. Who stole your car? But... A 17-year-old I was grooming <laughs> yeah. for the last few months. She might have him on this one. I don't know. <laughs> And then she gets to the bar, checks it out, sees that a band is setting up, doesn't get anything to drink, but a song comes on the radio and she starts dancing to it. Cut. 
That's the movie. I hope you dance. dance. <laughs> yeah, was that the song? <laughs> yeah. Somebody is yeah. dancing. That'd be sick. And she did have a moment where she sat down and plugged in her dad's iPod after she'd run away and started yes. listening to his songs. Mm-hmm. And I did flag that that'd be a good edit point for anyone who wants to put whatever song they want oh, yeah, Garden this, state style the starling girl memes take off after this episode of good christian fun drops give it a go gang a24 is seething <laughs> no it was very sweet when she started driving into memphis i was like oh my god jemmy you're gonna love chipotle Gem, like there's such a world out there <laughs> it's funny i guess that is actually a great tie-in to gcf itself because i feel like her hearing her dad's song is one of the first uh secular openings to yeah. the outside world mm-hmm. and we've been in her world so long we've seen how insulated it is like she can't even play a lauren daigle song with her own freaking <laughs> out you know and so for her to know that there's uh, literally the existence of the song that one story her dad told her one time yeah. about a bar in mm-hmm. another city is all she needed to like get out oh, of Oz, sweet. you know, and yeah. like find something different. And you see like how important music is a part of that too. And yeah. like her, you hear her listen to it and you're like, she's like also realizing this isn't bad. And like, this is actually really good. And there's something about these lyrics and I'm understanding my dad better. And like all of these it feels things like coming safe together. And yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. And that, in a little bit of maybe what the pastor gave her of like, not everything you like is bad. Yeah. Is what allows her to kind of find freedom. That's the whole thing that feels so relevant about this movie and, and, and truly profound, even though it's a simple idea of like, it doesn't have to be, is this for me or for God? It is so reconciled as to be one and the same at the end of it, where it's not like, but your body's moving to the left in a way that's actually for your own vanity or yeah. such and Put such. that foot down. Yeah. <laughs> like literally put the foot down as Misty told her in rehearsal. It's reconciled and she's at peace with whatever that is. So if God is in blah, blah, blah over here in Louisville, Kentucky, perhaps he is also present in her, in her wanting dad's to dance. songs mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, wanting to dance. Yeah, and I feel like for a lot of us, you know, enjoying a secular movie, a, a Matrix, if you will, you know, or <laughs> a, a sec- secular song, as we're going to mind, like, or a secular song and realizing, like, this isn't bad and I didn't, you know, Wicked. go to hell and start taking a drug immediately mm-hmm. as soon as I listened to that can be, a, you know, the first card to fall in the house and for a lot of us that like, maybe this is okay. And maybe yeah. we really are splitting hairs by deciding what movement looks godly and what is selfish and all that stuff. It starts to kind of domino effect. Yeah. So. That's a really nice point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a macro point that, that we all go through with whatever. I, I feel like you and I probably didn't go through it with like the secular pop culture in the same way because so much of what we grew up in was instead of being like no that's over there and that's sinful and this is the good stuff it was more so desperately trying to make it relevant to christian experience of like the matrix is actually a messianic (laughs) parable and and breaking bad is actually a beautiful story about how sin corrupts and blah blah like (laughs) we were under people who are so thirsty to make the most popular stuff in the world and put it in the in the sermon for the week yes (laughs) yes but then the thing that i feel is like macro universal true about that struggle is the things that feel like whatever the idolatry is of that am i making my relationship 
with my boyfriend and idol? Am I making my job? And I, where it's like, no, shut up. It's so stupid. It's, <laughs> so, it's too tiring at some it point. Is joy. Like, I can't do it anymore. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and you do not have to draw the line so clearly. Yeah. Anything else we want to say about this movie? I, uh, I did. I did. I know we're going back because we got to the end, <laughs> but I wanted to go back because there was a great redeeming moment with Jem's mom when he does come to like take her to Puerto Rico, quote yeah. unquote, and you see Jem's mom for the first time, maybe let herself vent that he is actually to blame mm-hmm. and not her little daughter. Yes. And you see her actually feel protective of Jem for yeah. the first time or in a way that feels more loving yes. than what she was doing before. And <laughs> also like and slugs yeah. him in the face Smack. and says, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, so you did know it was this nasty dude's yeah. fault. And you let Jem feel like it was her fault this whole time. Yeah. You know? Up to the point that character was so defined by keeping her head in the sand about like her husband's addiction. It was an accident that he tried to kill yeah, him. Yeah. And, but being, or being so forceful with, with her daughter about that stuff. But she's know? like clearly smart. She knows what it is like to be a woman. Yeah. And, and you think maybe for a second, oh, maybe she experienced something like this yeah. too. You know, or she's seen this pattern play out so many times yeah. in her life as well. Yeah, there are two smacks in this movie, and I felt both of them. I felt <laughs> oh, both yeah, of them in different the ways. Yeah, Your daughter as yeah, well. Papa first. smacks. Papa smacks. Papa smacks. Papa smacks, Papa smacks is in Trolls fan tour. <laughs> Papa smacks. Wait, Justin. Wait, I'm reading. Sean Mendes plays Papa, Papa smacks in Trolls. I'm so excited to play Papa smacks. <laughs> I'm so. That's amazing. I'm excited. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you highlighted that that particular smack. It was a really good. It felt so good, yeah, also, because really he was just good. such a little worm, you know. But heartbreaking like too, because you're like, hell yeah! Finally, she's protecting her, and then yeah. it doesn't matter because then yeah. she runs off with him. Yeah, she just runs straight into his arms anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah then they do. They literally have the graduate shot where they get in the car and they're laughing, mm-hmm. and then their faces eventually yeah, the reality like, oh, settles no. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's got a Dustin Hoffman shaped mouth too. <laughs> That's a perfect point to end on, Kevin. All right, let's yeah. read it. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Shapes of mouth. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> you got a nice mouth. <laughs> hey, we're not to your rating yet. Okay. <laughs> All right, the way this works for the four of us here in the room, we're going to give it a holy roast or a holy toast or a space between the holy toast. Is a thumbs up where the starling girl goes and dances in heaven forever. Holy roast is a thumbs down, and that's when the starling flies. Oh no! Struck down all the way south to hell. Memphis, Tennessee. (laughs) Or it's not one way or the other. It's in purgatory. Caroline, we'll start with you. Um, I'll give it a toast. A really good movie. I was so surprised. Um by uh, how accurate it is uh, but also for that reason watch at your own risk because it mm. can be very difficult to watch and bring up a lot of I was watching like the shitty hands memories the face, yeah. yeah you know um but a, a fantastic cast like just kind of pitch perfect throughout so yeah like Scanlon's it. really got it doesn't she she uh, has whatever that thing is she's, that yeah. You need. yeah she's like a softer Mia goth mm. you're right yeah <laughs> 
Mia uh, Soft. Did, Mia Soft. <laughs> Mia Soft. Elijah Scanlon is Mia Soft. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, she's she's special. I hope we keep seeing her in a lot of stuff. Same. She's got good taste too. She's got a good picker. Good project. She mm-hmm. was also. I was looking up credit. She she's a stage person too, and she was in Aaron Sorkin's uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, as well. <laughs> was she, she a scout? scout? <laughs> no, she wasn't Boo Radley. scout. She's she, probably the. Is she like the girl that? She was Boo Radley. No, she oh, was Mayella Ewell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Mayella is the accuser. I she's believe. also a young Eleanor Roosevelt in the First Lady on Showtime. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, probably a nuanced role as well. Yes, yes. That's one where Viola Davis played Michelle Obama. Oh, man. Kiefer Sutherland was FDR. What's that? I miss those billboards. <laughs> uh, too much. We turn to Jossie. Uh, I'm going to join Toast. I'm going to join the Toasty Club here. Mm-hmm. I think it was great, not just for a movie about Christianity, but just as a movie coming of age i think it's relatable for anyone even if those experiences aren't your own yeah cast is great i i I mean like i think it it's it's like your ideal kind of mid-level indie movie in many ways um where it feels like something you can have a thoughtful little afternoon at the cinema Mm -hmm. watching and it yeah watch at your own risk but at the same time like it's not the melodrama that you come to expect from like a religious trauma coming of age yeah and it ends on a hopeful note yeah and i'm like i i think it's good like feminist movie making telling like women's stories in a way like truly as using priscilla as an analog i i felt like there was so much more i could clutch on to with this story not that they're like against each other in any let's pit women against other women (laughs) but of like two very similar (laughs) themes of being wrapped up in an older man romantically uh yeah and it making total sense to you yeah 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 Yeah, and like giving the women's perspective a lot of grace and space uh i i highly recommend so mm-hmm. to heaven with gems to heaven. <laughs> i'll make it a unanimous to have i was i was so impressed i thought it would be good but i, was I thought so it'd be fine impressed yeah. by it yeah and especially from a first-time filmmaker not like to pat them on the head or something but i don't know i'm excited to see the sophomore film it's from really, this director and too just the layering i, w- I was also struck by the non- Auto fictional, like Ferrari, curiosity <laughs> of someone where it's like th- this part of me is is the way I enter into it in this like complicated power dynamic, abusive relationship with an older person, but also the curiosity to have so much empathy for a different kind of community and this person doing so much research. And something Laurel Parment said in a lot of the interviews was conservative Christian thought affects everybody in America all the time. Wow. It is something you live in every day. Uh, whether you opt into it or not, the world around you is shaped by it, and the country is, obviously, Supreme Court, et cetera, et cetera. So using this as an, a, a micro analog of what that means and examining that from like a small place that is still, again, without redemption or uh, necessarily or absolution, is filled with humanity and even empathy for even the perpetrators of said crimes. And the perpetrators of said harm. Um, that said, out of 10, Benjamin, we turn it to you. Out of 10, what would you <laughs> so give excited. it? <laughs> I give it seven and a half. Whoa! <laughs> but? <laughs> 
butt. Just kidding. I give it a 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, butt 10. <laughs> butt 10. Thanks, Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin, butt 10. That's why they call him that. <laughs> My butt's a 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been doing squats lately, bro. You're looking good. He's seven years old. Wait. Wait, I didn't know. Oh, no. You can count a I literally can't anymore. <laughs> Is there a problematic age gap in the movie? Who knows? Mm. <laughs> but now let's bring it down to a more worshipful space, a holier space. We're dimming the lights in here. We're lighting the candles. And Jossie and other shows, you might promote your pro- projects. You might plug yourself or lift yourself up, but we don't do that. We Or no, we lift, we lift ourselves up. What do we do, Caroline? <laughs> Episode 300. <laughs> it's 302. And- <laughs> you don't know what we do. <laughs> uh, we don't promote ourselves. We lift them up to the Lord. Yeah, we don't promote ourselves or our projects. We lift them up to the Lord. And we start with Caroline. Um, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts. And I'm going to lift up a book I just finished reading. Big month for a pop star or, I guess, celebrity memoirs because i just read julia fox's book down the drain how was that it was good it was really good she has lived a life (laughs) you would not believe i would believe (laughs) stuff (laughs) this girl got up to before she was like 14 years old like absolutely crazy um yeah just again like a, a great moment to remember Every woman who's famous is also a human being and has been through unimaginable things. So, um, and I thought it was really well written. She wrote herself. Uh, damn, I'll lift that up. Down the drain, Julia Fox. <laughs> got on my fantastic local library. Fox, yeah. <laughs> Get on Libby, perhaps. That's uh, right. We turn to Jossie. Uh, you can lift me up on Twitter and Letterboxd. I'm Jossie on Letterboxd. Jossie.com on Twitter.com. X x.com i don't know these days yeah <laughs> i'm still tweeting <laughs> every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> um and then for some media i'd like to lift up i'd like to fi- lift up the genre of film noir and noir and detective uh just movies and film i like to celebrate noir member because i'm a big dork noir member I just Nar- read Narvember. Uh, Nar. It's Nar. <laughs> <laughs> Australian Sorry. film. I don't mean to yuck your yawns, but I am practicing no noir November. No. Uh, yeah, that's so okay. That's I'm, okay. I'm going strong and I can't break it. Hold on to it, man. Are you reading noir books as well? I finished The Big Sleep by nice. Raymond Chandler. Highly recommend. It's just great. It's very pulpy, very readable. I'm having a blast with the character of Philip Marlowe. Philip Marlowe. <laughs> Philip Marlowe. I'm no excited. Loving. He's just like a mensch, a true mensch. Um, and I also saw Laura, directed by Otto Preminger, for the first time last night. And that hey, that's is my a- mom's name. <laughs> and it's about Kevin's mom. What? <laughs> it's it's chilling. Does, does Jerry revealing. Lewis hit on the main character in the movie at any point? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> um, but have some fun. I, I don't really go as much in for like Christmas movies, but I like noir movies. So this is a little window to enjoy. Nice. I remember. Yeah. Who Thank- do you think would pay? play a uh, baby Kevin in the movie of his mom. 
I mean, I like to Noah think... Noah Centino <laughs> Not Noah Schnapp hair. these days, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. Please don't let Schnapp. him. I don't associate with Noah Schnapp. <laughs> Although he is playing Charlie Brown in the new Charlie Brown movie. <laughs> which Charlie Brown has some kooky ideas about actually, Palestine. Oh, no. <laughs> I would love to see an Ian Armitage, young Sheldon, Ziggy approach to Kevin's childhood. <laughs> You just see all the seeds for what's wrong with me. <laughs> they were so lazy, though. They just like put them in a Garfield shirt, and that was kind of it. <laughs> I mean, as if the, that could express it. According to Caroline, this show exists, and it's called Gerbert. <laughs> I really like what they did with the red Converse look, though. <laughs> all right, that was an off mic conversation. I trusted you. You were my friend. Low rise Converse. <laughs> Low rise, like my ass crack is showing out of my Converse. Mustard cardigan. Come on. Not a care in the world. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Right. Ronald you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Striped socks. I'd like to lift up a movie called First Cow. I watched it. I thought it was so nice and very emotional. First Cow? First Cow. Okay. By Kelly Reichert. Starring uh, John Magaro. I want to say his name is. <laughs> Sit with your chest, man. <laughs> Shot in beautiful Oregon. Uh, it's about a couple of sweet boys, and I was very moved and touched by it. Um, Benjamin, is there anything you want to lift up? <laughs> oh, um, let me think about that. Um, <laughs> you have some pecans. Whoa! Just some pecans. <laughs> Let's try to, wait, what's what is it? Jambalaya. <laughs> candied pecans. Yeah. Boiled? No, it's not boiled. <laughs> I don't know what we're trying to guess. I'm trying to. I was like, it's like a New Orleans thing, you know? Um, oh, like, God damn it. Not salted. Crawf- crawfish? Jesus Are you Christ. sure that Benjamin Button doesn't want to lift Why up am the I movie? Asking Kevin. Yeah, yeah that's all, I thought that was a slam dunk. Any like David Fincher movies you want to lift up? All right. I'll lift up Sam in the David Fincher movie. <laughs> okay. It's gone from can't stop. Benjamin can't stop talking at the table to Benjamin is so put out. Like, oh, my Absolute layups coming from this side of the court. Good grief. Hey. It ain't easy. He really is aging in reverse and becoming more of a baby. I can tell it's a good record because I took off one sock. <laughs> Whoa. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash good Christian fun for more good Christian fun. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. Jossie Kaufman. Thank you so Thank much you, for Jossie. joining Thanks, us. Always a treasure. We talked about the Starling Girl, but you're the Star Girl. Oh, that's actually a different movie. Star Girl? <laughs> Star Girl. <laughs> and the sequel's Hollywood Star Girl. Oh, cool. And hey, they're I on Disney+. I hope it's a compliment Plus. either way. <laughs> I've seen both. And it's different from Xenon Girl. The She's quirked up, I'll tell Star you that much. Girl. That's one quirky chick. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay I, love I love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. Now watch this drive. And you know, for this one, because this is... um. This is a movie about a young woman performing at a formative age. Let's go out with a song performed by a young woman at a formative age. Whoa, this is me in high school. That's really strange. This is (laughs) high school Jossie Kaufman. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Was the first blonde. 
<laughs> Kevin. She sounds good. I, you do sound good. You sound too good. I was really nervous. <laughs> I would be passing this link out to everybody. <laughs> if I were well, you. should I go back to musical theater, guys? I think this is your sign. For the Good Christian <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was like, I felt that in my That was a headgum podcast.